Hello and welcome to Voice Box, KALW's weekly series all about the human voice and the best of the vocal music scene from the Bay Area and beyond. I'm your host, Chloe Veltman. It's a treat to be here with you again. Tuva is a country that many people in the US haven't even heard of. Until a few decades ago, it was completely off limits to Westerners. But this sparsely populated former enclave of the Soviet Union that lies some 2,500 miles east of Moscow on the border with Mongolia is the home of some of the most fascinating approaches to singing in the world. I'm lucky to have in the studio with me this evening the members of Hun Hur Tu, probably the most renowned Tuvan music ensemble around today. I'd like to introduce Kai Galul Kovalig, Alexei Saralgla, Sayan Bapa and Radik Tiuliush. Hello, gentlemen. Thanks so much for coming into KALW. It's really lovely to see you all. Thanks. Thanks for inviting. Hun Hurtu is a globe-trotting, four-member vocal and multi-instrumental ensemble. The ensemble is especially known for its expertise in hume, or throat singing, in which the vocalists sing in a way that makes it seem like they're singing two or three notes at once, often with careening overtones that sound like a flute, whistle or bird flying above the growling, droned bass. Since the group's inception in 1992, Hun Hur Tu has collaborated with musicians from many genres, including Rai Kuda, Frank Zappa, Johnny Watson, the Kodo Drummers, the Moscow Art Trio, the Kronos Quartet from right here in San Francisco, Hazmat Modine and the Chieftains. Their most recent recording, Eternal, is a collaborative effort with the underground electronic musician Carmen Rizzo. We'll hear about some of these boundary-pushing collaborations later, but let's start off by hearing the band play live right here in the studio. Oh, 
Thank you very much. That was wonderful. Um, what's the name of that song? What does it mean? It's a song about the one man. Uh, he singing about the love story. He never forget a girlfriend for the, this area. He all the time she remember her. It's That's very, very beautiful. <laughs> Um, so let's start with some basic questions and then we'll move more into talking about singing and some other things. What does Hun Hur Tu mean? Uh, Hun Hur Tu means, it's in our language, Hun means sun. Hur Tu means kind of propeller or kind of turning rise of sun after the clouds, after the tree. It's kind of a beautiful effect of sunshine. Yeah. And what kind of instruments do you employ besides the voice? Okay, I'm just demonstrate my instruments. It's called Toshpulu. Then what else do we have here? It's another instrument, call it Igil. It's a very beautiful, a f- beautiful instrument. It has incredible horse head carving on the top too. It's, it's really very lovely. And what else do we have over here? It is called Bizanchi instruments also. Very old, two one traditional instruments. This one's uh, got a sort of a cylindrical yeah. uh, box, body, uh, box. Body. Yeah. And the bow is uh, almost looks like an archer's bow. Bow between the strings also used. Oh, yeah. I see. And play this down and up. It's different. Great. And uh, what else do we have over here? Uh, we have many of percussion instruments, percussion instruments. horses hoof uh, bulls scrotums and did you say some. bulls scrotums yes okay If you see this, also we have a big drum. Oh yeah, there's a it's big bass-like drum. Kangerge, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's both sides skin. 
here and you see this also a little jaws harp yeah jaws harp yeah, okay. jaws harp. yeah also oh. flute it's also kind of our ancient flute just made it now by plastic usually make it by wood this is a so this is a very long flute it's uh, all just one complete cylinder and it looks like it's about three feet long almost yeah That was really lovely. Do your compositions, the music that you create, does it begin with the voice or does it begin with the instruments? Does it begin no. with an existing folk tune? Yeah, yeah, it's just independent of the song. Uh, sometimes we are started by voice and some start by instruments. Let's talk a bit more about uh, the way that you use your voices, which is very special. A lot of people in the West mm -hmm. don't know how to employ this technique and don't, you know, don't really know uh, about it at all. Can you tell me anything about um, how this this style of singing that that we call, you know, overtone singing or throat singing, yeah. how it developed in Tuva? Oh, this we are still have its good ancient tradition. It's this style of singing came from long time ago and people don't have kind of real music education or real teaching we are just like in how we are start to talking with with family that doesn't know how we are just hear it and try to do it after the father or mother it's the same it's here but what about the way that tuba music developed under the Soviet rule? Um, I understand that it was very different in those days. The kind of the traditional music somehow got changed. And, and can you tell me anything about that? Oh, it's hard to say. It's, you see, and in the early 19, it's 1920, 30, 40, this is the hardest time. It's revolution, you know, change it, always change it. It's... Uh, also this destroyed of culture, everything is culture or religion things, uh, temples or broken instruments, kill it musician, you know, it's like hardest story in the life, it's all, it's, uh, What kind of songs uh, did people have to sing um, in, during the Soviet times? I mean, was it, uh, it was not so much folk songs and more Sort of socialist no, some, anthems? Some, yeah, the, some, some folk songs only just make it in other words. It's like more socialistic. It's kind of uh, more about the new life. It's make it top of the old melody. Uh -huh. This is very smart. Let's listen now to the famous Soviet anthem, Internationale, as performed by Hun Hur Tu. They're performing the anthem in their traditional Tuvan idiom. Oh, <laughs> 
listening to Voicebox on KALW 91.7 FM San Francisco. I'm Chloe Veltman and with me in the studio tonight for a discussion about Tuvan throat singing are the members of Hun Hur Tu, all the way from Tuva and travelling around the United States on tour right now. We just heard their version of Internationale, which is a famous Soviet anthem. So how did the um, overtone singing develop? Could you tell me anything about how it kind of develops in the body, how you can learn to sing like that? How is it possible? As I told before this, we are learned just by airs mm-hmm. and just start to do it and just start to try to like your friend or grandfather or father, uncle. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It's you just try to do it. And if you find it, you grow up. You just you need just time. Do kids yes. learn it? Uh, do yeah, kids learn it? Yeah, from from young. five years old, mm-hmm. from six years old, and also easy go between fourteen and fifteen. How this voices change? Yeah, with this frosting it's a little bit more easy. And you see this, we attach unusual, uh, intouchable throat muscles mm-hmm. with our technique. Uh, untouchable and uh, how we are start to singing with this voice we are making some tension or some relax it's absolutely another of technique how we are talking or singing opera rock or whatever and it's here another technique and another side of part of voice mm-hmm. or part of throat can everyone do it? I mean, is it something yeah, that takes a long time to develop among uh, yeah, people? Yeah, this is. We are travel around the world. We are making sometimes workshop and it's like master class, and so many people start to do it. It's like quickly sometimes. Mm-hmm. Quickly understand how this make it tension or relax it just by airs. You know. Is it easier for men to do than women, or can, does uh, it make a difference? No, it's absolutely different. It's in our country, it's taboo for the woman. Okay. Yeah, and usually it's men stuff. It's mm-hmm. Men do it usually, it's men of styles and singing. A woman plays with homos and singing usual, normal, beautiful voices and play instruments, different types. What do you think of Westerners who uh, do throat singing? Do you think that uh, they can create an authentic sound or, or is it possible for them to? Or do you find it funny sometimes when Westerners come up to you and, and, and try to sing um, in, in your way? First, is for me, it's very important if it's people start to do it and start to understand what it means sound and from your body. Mm. And after that, is you understand more kind of more sensitivity, um, you understand clear music and play more kind of feel it's, feel it's another. How you before the singing like this style mm-hmm. of, you kind of it's have this very important thing to, for all your body, mm-hmm. all your ears or mind or whatever. And, and I think it's not just for musicians, for everybody who need to exactly listen music kind of with clear air. Let's listen now to a song called Car Gira Moan, which is performed by Paul Penner, who was a San Francisco-based bluesman when he was alive. Paul Penner is the subject of a documentary called Genghis Blues, and the track comes from the soundtrack for the movie. The movie was nominated for an Oscar and won the 1999 Documentary Prize at the Sundance Film Festival. It's all about Penner's travels to Tuva to perform in the country's throat singing competition. Are you 
I'm in the studio tonight with the members of Hun Hur Tu, one of the great Tuvan throat singing ensembles. We just heard a track by the San Francisco bluesman Paul Penner, who's now deceased. Paul travelled all the way to Tuva in the 90s to perform in a national throat singing competition. He was pretty adept at throat singing, even though he wasn't a native. The song was called Kargira Moan, and it comes from the Genghis Blues soundtrack. I hear that there are various different styles of Tuvan overtone singing or throat singing. Please, can you demonstrate a couple of them for us? Yeah, the Saradic singing is a short version of song. Uh, call it Sigit. It's simultaneously two notes. If you listen, it's like one note drone. And we are trying to make it top of the melody with rhythm. It's like sound like flute. Yeah, let's hear that. amazing thank you very much um i noticed when you sing you you have your eyes shut do you always have your eyes shut when you when you sing just for concentrating just for concentrating and where where do you feel most of the does it come very much from down in your diaphragm or are you feeling it more in your chest or what what part of your body do you feel the music coming from diaphragm mm-hmm. here, the press muscles here uh-huh. and uh, the same like all the body little bit have a bit touch keep it yeah, you mentioned that that style was sig- sigit. Yeah. Um, there are some other styles too. Yeah. Yeah. Could we talk about those? Yeah, briefly? this he kind of singing is a slow style. Oh, 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 oh,
Thank you very much. That sounds completely different. Yeah. So what's going on that's different in that style versus what we heard before? You see, in the high pitch, uh, we are hearing some tension Mm -hmm. and strong tension and high pitch go to high and high. And and here, in other situations, we have just heard relax and vibration Mm -hmm. from the the always uh, relaxable muscles of throat and also tension simultaneously you see relax and tension and keep it just one low note and top of going melody you're listening to voice box on kalw 91.7 fm san francisco Voice Box on KLW. I'm Chloe Veltman. With me in the studio tonight are the members of Hun Hur 2, a globe-trotting Tuvan music ensemble. We just heard a collaboration between the ensemble and San Francisco's very own Kronos Quartet. The track was called Uleg Kem. Um, let's talk about some of the amazing collaborations that you've uh, done over the years um, you've worked with everyone from Frank Zappa to Rai Kuda to the Kronos mm-hmm. Quartet here in mm-hmm. San Francisco what do you think in your mind are the most interesting experiments that you've undertaken um, with with this style of music that you play with, with collaborating with other musicians from outside of Tuva I think it's uh, give it some freedom first and power spiritual power from different type of music how we are singing with many of girls, 24's Bulgarian choir. It's very impressive and beautiful. And the same like play or singing with masters like Friends Up or Kroners. It's give it some kind of feel of free. And also you have some power from these people like, I don't know how to explain. And power for free. What have been some of your most inspiring collaborations? Which ones do you remember as being really, truly amazing? And what made them amazing? This composition with Martinov, it's incredible. 
of idea and also incredible composer and incredible sound together. It's this is composition about the ancient or about the proto language, proto sound. It's very important for us. Yes, we are doing some kind of ancient language. We are talking one of the most ancient language in the world. Yeah. And we are singing also some kind of ancient style of type of singing. And this composition with Martinov it's incredible of idea and also incredible composing and incredible sound together. Let's take a listen now to a couple more of the wonderful collaborations between Hunhur Tu and various artists who are not from Tuva. First of all, we'll hear Children of the Otter, which was a piece written by the Russian composer Vladimir Martinov, and Hunhur Tu performs on the piece. Then we'll hear part of a collaboration with Frank Zappa and Hunhur Tu. The track is called Dio Far. <laughs> Box on KALW. With me in the studio tonight are the members of Hun Huru Tu, a wonderful Tuvan musical ensemble who are traveling through the US and Canada right now. We just heard two examples of collaborations that Hun Huru Tu have made with artists from other parts of the world. First of all was a work by the Russian composer Vladimir Martinov, Children of the Otter. And then we heard a collaboration between Hun Huru Tu and Frank Zappa. It's called Dio Far. What what do you think are the main challenges of working with people from outside of your country? I think it's in the this time is everybody is happy by music. Yeah, it's very important. What about the uh, the idea of the the new generation the artist of artists from Tuva that have followed in your footsteps? Um, what what do you think of of young these younger groups like Alash, for example? No, so we are like it. I'm like it very much. It's. I'm seeing this how this young generation is grow up so fast, not like we are. This is like we are just growing is a little kind of <laughs> slowly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's young generation have this kind of another energy with another of view and own kind of style of singing, own style of playing instruments. 
It's very important for all Tuvian musicians. Let's listen now to a couple of examples of new generation Tuvan music groups. We'll hear from Alash and Tiva Kizzi. The first track is Sigit Irim Salip Berain and then Set Kilimden Segek Ir Dir. This is KLW's Voice Box with me, Chloe Veltman, in the studio tonight. Ahun Hur Tu, a very famous, globetrotting Tuvan music ensemble. We just heard a couple of tracks by the new generation of Tuvan groups to have sprung out of the country, largely inspired by Hun Hur Tu. The first track, Sigit Irim Salip Berain, was by Alash, and the second one, Set Kilimden Segek Irdir, was by Tiva Kizi. So where do you see the future of Tuvan music heading? What are your hopes for the future? Everything is going like in the jazz now. Mm-hmm. It's like a couple of years later. We are see this how our many of musicians start to really improvise like in the jazz. We have this big potential. I think it's the music or in the young generation. So improvisation is the main, the yes. a big yes. forward-looking thing. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's very important. It's like our ancestor is play all the time with different musicians and all the time improvise. Well, terrific. I really thank you so much for coming into the studio today. Thank and, you. And I know you're continuing on a, a long tour all over right. the States and, the Cana- yeah, and Canada. It's a lot of, a lot of cities, a lot of theatres. Well, our time's almost up for this week. It's been such a pleasure chatting with Cyan, Radik, Kagaul and Alexi of the acclaimed Tuvan Ensemble, Hun Huratu. Thanks to all of you for coming into the studio to share your thoughts and experiences. Hun Huratu is currently on a tour of the US and Canada. You can find out more about the group by visiting their website at www.hhtmusic.com. I'd also like to thank Professor Theodore Levin, an ethnomusicologist at Dartmouth College, for his invaluable help in preparing this programme. Voicebox is produced at the studios of KALW in San Francisco. The series producer is Seth Samuel and the web editor is Victoria Lim. 
Voicebox is made possible by support from our listeners. To find out how you can become more involved with Voicebox, including how to make a tax-deductible donation to support the project, please visit our website at www.voicebox-media.org. Don't forget that you can now listen to the latest edition of Voicebox and any of the station's other great locally produced music programmes on demand via KLW's online music player. This great new tool is available around the clock at www.klw.org. You can also keep up with us on Facebook and via Twitter, and we love to hear from you, so please send us all your questions and comments to info at voicebox-media.org. On next week's show, Danny Lannan, the lead vocalist with the San Francisco-based electropop band The Frail, joins me in the studio for a discussion about combining vocals with synthesizers and other electronic instruments. Tune in next week on Friday from 10 to 11pm right here on KALW. I'll play us out with another track by tonight's guests, Hun Hur Tu. Here's Ancestor's Call from the group's recent collaboration with the electronic musician and producer Carmen Rizzo. Have a songful week.